Welcome to the Service Department News Podcast, where we discuss all the latest news and developments from across the service department, apart hotel and extended stay sectors. Hello and welcome to the Service Department News Podcast. I'm Felicity Cousins, Assistant Editor of Service Department News, and today I'm talking to Trina Ostergaard-Stafford, Managing Director of House of Fisher. Hi Trina, how are you? Hi Felicity, I'm very well, how are you? Yeah, good, thank you. Good, thanks for talking to us. Um, I've been asking a lot of people... Yeah, no, pleasure. I've been asking a lot of people how, um, well, what you've learned really from the last two years being obviously through so much as as like travel and accommodation. So um, I'd like to start with that, if that's all right. Yes, of course. Um, I think what we've learned from from the last two years is that service departments are incredibly resilient I think um, uh, we've seen this um, time and time again Um, we've had some really good USPs against the hotels obviously we were able to stay open for a bit longer um, than the hotels but we have less public areas self-contained apartments you know the the kitchens um, you can cook from home and take away such so I think um, we had a product that was really um, you know it suited the pandemic very well. Uh, I think we were very efficient at introducing health and safety uh, measures very quickly in terms of all the, the COVID safeness and um, the regulations, the government guidelines, etc. We were very quick at putting that out. Um, I think we also found that the sector is incredibly flexible uh, and adaptable. So when things like this happened, you know, we were able to put perhaps apartments out on ASTs for long lets. Um, we were able to, for example, us, House Official, we launched the Hof Living brand, which was kind of a, a, a product in between um, that worked very well at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think, you know, uh, a lot of us are very heavily sort of the corporate market is our business. Um, the staycation market florists for us. Um, even though we are perhaps in, in areas that are not considered the most leisurable sort of areas, but the staycation market, the overspill, the you know people priced out of certain areas, it really came into our business. Um, so I think we've learned to sort of attract that side of the business, whether through Google, social media, um, and our OTAs. Mm-hmm. Um, so that has really you know that boosted our figures during during um, those couple of years. I think mm-hmm. also other things like um you know strong landlord relationships you know i think that's something that we perhaps have against other industries so we were able to perhaps have flexible leases or flexible uh, inventory that we could sort of um, dig around but also have really strong relationships in terms of rent reliefs uh, and and flexibility in that in that regard so that that's something I think the sector has um, over hotels as well. Yeah, sure. I mean, that's um, that's an interesting. Also thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. but um, I think staff as well was. You know, I think we've learned to. I mean, I know everyone says you know staff are our main asset, but I think staff, the staff was so incredibly important during the pandemic. The flexibility we saw was incredible. Um, the loyalty. Um, and just the multitasking and, and, and you know, some staff moving in. and But just the, the loyalty we saw during that time was incredible. Um, and have you seen, really appreciate that have you seen well. those, um, those figures that, that, you know, as you say, uh, service apartments and apart hotels are very flexible. 
and they've obviously attracted like new new people have those people continued to return um kind of as as everything's relaxed a bit or have they gone back to hotels i think we have seen um i think we've seen new customers come in and they They've found a product. I, I've always said, you know, service departments, you try it once and, you, and you're kind of converted. Because I think, you know, in terms of, of what you get over a hotel room, there's a lot more, obviously, in the service department. So as long as you stay a couple of nights or more, I think the service department is a clear seller. Um, and we've definitely seen that. We've stopped selling very short stays because with the cost increase of cleaning and things like that, it's just not beneficial to us. But we, we are seeing those regular customers coming in now again and again and again, um, even for sort of the, the four-night stays. Okay, so is, is that your shortest stay at the moment? Is it four nights? Um, so we will take uh, down to two nights yeah. if we have to. Um, but generally we'll be looking at the three to four nights plus. Okay. Yeah. Okay, uh, thank you. And in terms of the, the corporate kind of uh, travel market, and and booking the service departments um if we if we think about um travel bookers and travel buyers how do you feel um the booking process is for service departments and apart hotels um would you say just the traditional gds's have, have let down the sector or are there ways around it so we we work with the gds we are on gds um and it does work to some degree but i do think it's old it's clunky I think uh, is you know especially with the OTA being you know the websites that are coming out booking channels are just incredibly flexible. They have so many um, benefits to them. I think um, the GDS is 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 old boot to be honest. I think it's just incredibly inflexible. And what I really what really frustrates me is, for example, it doesn't understand an apartment versus a hotel room. Sure. Um, it doesn't understand the tiered rates for a length of period of time. It doesn't understand sort of VAT changes. Um, and I think more importantly, you don't get contact information of your guests. So where you want to provide a service, especially if it's a remote location, um, you don't get the contact details of the person. And it just doesn't give you the same uh, level of service. Sure. But we know we work with, especially some big European agencies, um, and, and they, they still work on the GDS. And we've had to say, no, I'm afraid if you can't accept an apartment versus a hotel room, you know, we're not going to change the way we sell to suit the system. But we also work with corporates um, that have the RFPs on the system and only work with the system. And we have to be open to those bookings as well. Sure. Um, so it's, it's a mix. But I, I think uh, most people will probably like to see the GDS um, get a little bit updated <laughs> yeah I think, I think so I think um yeah a little bit a little bit updated over the years would be nice wouldn't yeah it? um and but in terms of actually the, like you said booking sorry booking service departments I think um there are a lot of booking channels that are very good the OTAs you know as we just touched on are incredibly fast you know they have apps now they have special discounts for bookers um you know they are you know very unique but for example ourselves we put a lot of work into a new website uh in the beginning of the pandemic and um we've always um we had a booking engine called profit room which we've really pushed through the new website and mm -hmm. through the pandemic our website has performed incredibly well we've seen i just looked at the figures prior to speaking to you 
Um, and actually, we six months into 2022, um, and we have uh, had more business uh, than all of 2019. Um, so, and also last year, 2021, we actually had almost doubled the business of 2019. So um, mm. the investment into what we've done, getting the direct business into mm. our booking channel has really worked. That's, that's that's really good news. And what sort of business yeah. is it? Is it business travel or is it leisure travel mainly? And, and is business it's, it's travel actually, No, I think it's, 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 it's both. You know, we're getting both in. We have a lot of regulars that know the drill and they just book it very quickly on the website. It's instant. Mm-hmm. You know, you get the instant confirmation. But you will also have first-time buyers, you know, the, the staycation market, that probably search for apartments or family apartments perhaps and we just seem to come up and, and we get that business as well. So it's a real mix. Yeah, absolutely. And and you're in and you're, you're spread quite a way over the southeast from like Reading down to Farnborough. And um, do you have any more kind of um, destinations or, or plans to go anywhere else in the southeast? Yeah, I mean, we we want to expand. Uh, at the minute, we have seven town locations in the Thames Valley so we go yeah, all the way down to Farnborough and Newbury and up to Maidenhead um, and I think uh, absolutely we want to expand you know we, we dropped a few units in the pandemic uh, and we, we want to expand that was our plans prior to the pandemic and we were we were having we, it was a good pacing and we we're moving along um, and I think the pandemic has just set us back a little bit and sure. we want to we want to get back onto that now yeah Excellent. And another another big topic, obviously, is sustainability. Um, you've obviously got your your main um, information on your website about how you approach sustainability. Do you think that the sector should be doing more to kind of push this as a, a really serious issue or is it enough just to follow, you know, the guidelines? So we've we've worked. Green Gage, we've, we've been awarded the EcoSmart accreditation. That was sort of the first step that we took. Um, and we started this in the pandemic um, with the launch of the website. We were able to, we created a web page that you, you mentioned where we want to show, you know, everything that we do. We want to be transparent about our journey. Um, we take it very seriously. You know, we want to um, do as many improvements as we can, become greener, you know, get better at this. Um, but I think it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a lengthy period, you know, it takes a lot of time, it's expensive, etc. It won't happen overnight, you might be stuck in utility contracts, you might be this and that, but we want to really, you know, chip away at it. Um, we want to be honest about our, our process and, and what we're doing. So I, in terms of targets and things like that, I think we want to sort of, you know, carry on through what we're doing in 2022. And then know where we are realistically, what we can do. I don't want to go out and promise X, Y, and Z when, when realistically we can't get there. So, so those are the kinds of the things that we're looking at. But I think in terms of the industry, um, absolutely, I think it's, it's probably a little bit difficult. Uh, it's, very, it's very starting up and, and certain companies have smaller and, and some have other logistic problems. It's hard when you have you know, perhaps older properties or existing properties mm-hmm. and you want to become as green as possible. Mm-hmm. We have two properties with, with solar panels. We want to try to add it onto other buildings, but it's just not as easy as when you do um, new builds. Sure. Um, and I think the industry, um, you know, we have accreditations, for example, with ASAP 
and things like that. And probably some sustainability elements should come in uh, to those and, and set some sort of standards that we want to know that you're doing something. Yeah. You know, it's, it's everyone has to start, but we have to start somewhere. But we have to take this seriously and mm. we have to move forward and help uh, in, in all ways that we can. Um, and yes, probably the industry needs to set some sort of standard, I agree. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for explaining that. That's really helpful. Um, yeah, so I wanted to talk to you a little bit about um, any trends that you think might come out of the last couple of years. Um, obviously, you've mentioned that people are probably you, you know offering like longer stays, not only because it's better for the cleaning aspect and, and you know the business model, but because business travel and travel has actually changed a little bit hasn't it and people are staying longer or or kind of um trying to fit two trips into one so they're not going backwards and forwards um so i just wondered if you if you had seen or or could think of any trends that might be coming our way in the next year well i think that yeah i think the trends are definitely you know sustainability is going to be on everyone's radar and right so you know as i said before we need we need all to do something and we need to get you know, the suppliers on it. Like there's so many elements to it that needs to be done. You know, we've had massive problems with suppliers during the pandemic and we're sort of just coming out of it and getting back to sort of stable um, deliveries and things like that. But, you know, we need everyone on board. So sustainability is going to be massive um, and, and bringing in new ideas, new green ideas into new builds. Um, absolutely. You know, get the solar panels and, and the, you know, whatever you can get into the new builds. Um, I also think actually that staycation, the staycation market is probably here uh, a little bit longer than we expected, just because of, you know, now we're seeing quite a lot of airport mess and airline problems and that sort of thing. Um, So for our industry, you know, we need to target both businesses, really. Um, I think the hybrid working is here to stay. We see that both from our, you know, guests staying, uh, needing uh, desks, uh, working from home, going to the office as well. But so I think the hybrid working um, is very much here to stay. We're, we're seeing that guests are booking the larger apartments. So our two and three beds are completely booked. You know, well, we, yeah. we're seeing the studios are less favorable. Mm-hmm. And that probably has to do with some elements of working from home. But also, if you're coming over longer trips, you probably bring the family. So you need the spare bedrooms. So we are seeing that. So, for example, going to our next properties, I would definitely uh, want to have an element of larger apartments because they're working very well for us or interconnecting uh, apartments. Um, I think um, diversity and inclusion is going to be a big uh, topic as well. And that's just, you know, from our aspect, you know, we have to do our best to show we're ethical business. But also it's going to be a demand from bookers and corporates to, to see that we have the policies in place. I'm actually personally taking a course on it at the minute because uh, okay. I want to future prove our business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, it's something that I'm very interested in. I want to make sure that our organization is, is um, inclusive. Um, but I do think that this is something that um, the bookers and, you know, the outside environments are going to drive us to do. Um the same with the mental health of employees, the wellness, you know, putting gyms into future projects. Okay. Um, I think is also a big thing. You know, we have some of our properties have gyms uh, underneath. And I think we would do that in new properties as well. It's a very popular scheme. 
uh, with the gyms and, and we can create that wellness, um, uh, you know, the wellness for, for our staff as well and staff and guests. So I think um, that's very important going forward. Um, I also think, you know, we see it, uh, the news this week um, that Oakwood has been sold. I think there's going to be a lot of consolidation in the industry. Um, so it's probably one of those, just wait to see what, what happens next. But there will be consolidation. And I think a lot of people are moving into the different accommodation types. You know, we see the BTR schemes popping up everywhere. It's yeah. very popular. And I think we probably don't really know on a micro sort of level what that's, that's going to do to sort of direct competition to us or how is that going to sit? Are we going to work closer together? I think that's very new in a lot of local areas areas yeah it seems yeah it's really interesting actually just the just how you're saying um these new kind of trends like there's co-living there's the the um uh kind of a flat the flat adagio's flat flat concept in um in paris um yeah i think i think the whole sec the whole extended say sectors had this kind of big look at themselves haven't they and seen how how to adapt so that is yeah that's a really interesting interesting point you make there thank you um that's fantastic, Trina. Have you have you got any other news you could share with, with us? Because we'd love to have have a hear of it. <laughs> so we are a, we have two apart hotels in the pipeline. Oh wow! Uh, and that's in Clanborough and uh, Maidenhead, mm-hmm. and those are um, our own. So we built and developed by a parent company. Um, they have have gone through some changes in, in planning and things like that just because the building costs have gone up and everyone is seeing that so the unit counts are changing and that sort of thing um so obviously they are going to be a few years away um but it's something that we're pushing and, and hopefully there will be um sort of more apart hotel types with uh communal areas uh and the gyms as i mentioned before yeah um but in general we want to expand you know we want to get back on our um expansion plans and growth uh we want to um you know get units we want to you know perhaps work with others we're looking at any option really at, at this point um i think we can see there's been a a huge pent up in demand um and and we just you know want to capitalize on that and and really think that the next six months are going to be very exciting um and the rest of yeah 2022 um so i think yeah it's 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 one of those things um we just need to find the buildings we need to find the units i was going to say you need to find find the properties get them you know that that's kind of the yeah i think that's a little bit of a struggle at the minute um and then we you know we want to drive the sustainability um aspect as well um and, and chip away of that we actually did a survey We've used a review pro a couple of times. We uh, we used it for our departure surveys, but we've used it for guest surveys and in, in other topics. And we sent out a survey actually last week to ask our guests and bookers about uh, their sort of perception of sustainability and how important it is to them and how we could improve and where they see us. So we very much look forward to that um, analysis coming out in the next couple of weeks uh, and just to get some some other you know improvements in place that we can do straight away and um and just see how important it is to the customer at this point um yeah i mean so yeah it should be on the top of everyone's list shouldn't it but i guess it'll be interesting to see whether it is (laughs) overvalued 
Exactly. And that's the thing, you know, you have the value, the price, the location uh, is driven, driven as well. Mm. Um, so this will hopefully give us an indication of what people feel and, and think about this. Oh, that's excellent. I really look forward to, to hearing hearing what that is, actually, when it comes out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do you have any um, other things you would like to add? No, I think we covered a lot today. Um, so thank you very much for inviting me on this session today. And um... uh, Thank you. Thank you for, for um, filling us in on, on all the news from House of Fisher. And um, I wish you like good luck with the, um, the two new apart hotels and, and anything else that's coming. Great. Thank you very much. Thank you for your time. Thank you, Trina. Thanks for listening to the Service Department News Podcast. If you'd like to keep up to date with all the latest industry news, visit servicedepartmentnews.com and sign up to our weekly newsletter. Service Department News is part of the International Hospitality Media Portfolio.